Okay, are we ready? Yeah. No. Welcome to Dragon Ball ASMR Hour. Welcome to Dragon D's Balls. <laughs> did I ever mention on this podcast that I did an ASMR open mic at a party? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? So, um, we got the silent disco headsets, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the friend that we both know who that is that I won't mention on the podcast. What does their name start with? I'll just tell you and you can bleep it out. It's a <laughs> I like hearing the name of God. Beep. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe yeah. they're called that, actually. Yeah, it's, it's just What were so... their parents thinking? Yeah, it's, a, it's just profane, but these South Africans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to mean something very different. <laughs> Life's different when you grow up in Soweto. about this podcast. <laughs> I, now I have to keep it a secret. Talk about your ASMR shit. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So our friend Meep owns a, a, <laughs> a set of silent disco he- headphones. It's like 30 headsets or something and a transmitter. So you can put like whatever you want on it. And we've done it before with like whatever playlist or we did like some bedtime stories and stuff for parties. But we went to this like big party was like it was, it was like a kind of hundred people or something weekend thing we decided to use the um headsets to do an asmr open mic so we had every sensitive microphone and an array of food objects and anyone could come in and like you know fuck around and like chop capsicum or whatever but like i was hosting it and no one actually showed up to like do their own thing so i ended up doing like an hour of asmr by myself <laughs> <laughs> which is i just made like a ramen noodle cup and like ate it while talking about like dumb shit that i know so how much are you getting from the patreon now not enough <laughs> no no in fact but zero dollars i that that it was extra funny because like i did this in a room it was actually at, like this like school camp that we'd like booked out so i was in this kind of like hall thing and we had like i don't know some like lounge area so it's like eight people sort of like sitting around in this lounge i was like oh yeah this is a good little audience and then i came out afterwards and it'd been like apparently the entire rest of the headphones had been distributed so like people outside <laughs> like across this little campsite thing had been listening oh, without like when you my leave knowledge the mic on and you go pee or something it's, it's not great <laughs> and everyone was like wow that was like a great open mic or like i really like your asmr and I, <laughs> I was like, I didn't see you listening to that. And they're like, oh, no, we were outside. Everyone was listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're just not where where you could see us. The dream you have where you're in front of the school assembly and naked, but it was real. Mm, We all heard you eating noodles. (laughs) We all heard you eating noodles. In excruciating detail. You eat noodles wrong. (laughs) And you're like, what? (laughs) Okay, um, kick it. I do have an intro That is related to a movie, by the way, that I saw, which I'll talk about in a bit. No, only Dragon Ball. No tangents. No. I'm a purist Only Dragon Ball, no tangents. I'm a Dragon Ball purist. I keep trying to do it. No. And they'll look up and say, intro the podcast, and I'll look down at them and say, no. Intros aren't Dragon Ball, therefore no intros, only Dragon Ball. Only Dragon Ball, no intros. I'll look down at them and say, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, stop looking at me. 
welcome to Gohan or Go Home, the show where I take one hapless soul who started off as my quote-unquote friend, and probably isn't now, through Toriyama's manga from start to finish. Um, we're only partly the way through, but it's it's not it's not going great. Um, I am Simon, unbelievably based Monrad, and across from me is Imogen on a true story, Faith. That's pretty good, actually. I did think of something okay. for this one. I'm glad that I allowed it. I watched... A show. I went to. I did want to go and see this movie after I saw the shorts for it. It seemed really fun. There's a show called uh, Official Competition, which mm-hmm. is a Spanish-Argentinian um, co-production, and it's got um, Penelope Cruz and Antonio Banderas and some other guy who I, I can't uh, remember. I think he might be Argentine as an actor. Argentine funny, Joe. I was going to go. No, actually, like Argentinian, not like grandfather was in the SS. And I was going to. Um, go by myself because I quite like doing that with the movies and mum was like no I really want to see this one come with me so we went along to it and we were the only people laughing in the lighthouse theatre oh yeah you told it me about this very weird but that's, we were cracking up the whole way through that's the lighthouse experience every time I've gone in there it's been packed with like octogenarian people with yeah. no sense of humour whatsoever like you go and watch the funniest movie that you've never heard of and there's just like a whole bunch of old people like scowling at the screen the whole time and you're like what the fuck is this <laughs> come on man you can laugh it's okay you it's can okay. have a little giggle once in a while you can have on a little bus. giggle once in a while it's, you can get a little silly with it <laughs> what if God was one of us I thought you were going to do the what if God smoked cannabis one. <laughs> Just laughing on the bus. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, he'd be cracking up at whatever that was. No, there is only what I can only describe as a lesbian ASMR scene in it, which comes out of nowhere. It is amazing. It's so funny. That's just my average Saturday. <laughs> but Penelope Cruz is the director of this movie, and she's like, no, you're kissing this woman wrong. And the, the woman who's the main woman in the movie, the love interest, is the daughter of this big millionaire producer because the whole premise of the movie is that there's this like multi-millionaire guy and he's like you know i'm in my 80s i'm near death i've got nothing to my legacy and this guy's like you've got these charitable foundations and then like you know his his toady or whatever mm. who's talking to him at, at the top of his penthouse floor and then he's like you know everybody knows what foundations are you know <laughs> i like money washing things um and he's like no i should do something like build a bridge or produce a movie. Uh, <laughs> the guy's like, are you sure? And he's like, we're going to buy a Nobel li- like literary winning book and we're going to do it. And then like, he shows up at Penelope Cruz's door because she's like, you know, the director. She's the kind of... I'm sorry, are you going to like relay the whole plot of the no, film? No, this is just the basic premise. just like you're trying to lead up to a joke. This sets it up. <laughs> and... She, like, this is just one of the really funny bits. This is how the movie starts. But she's mm. this kind of director who's the sort of person who would get picked by Marvel after having done, like, a breakout hit that got Oscar-nominated or something. Okay. Like a Chloe Zhao sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, well... You know, he goes, you know, I haven't actually read this book. What's it about? And then she starts, like, saying, like, what the idea of the movie is. And it's very clear that she hasn't read the book, that he never comes <laughs> on. It's ama- and then they actually go and make the whole movie. It's so good how she's just, like, riffing, like, yeah, and there are these two brothers. <laughs> it's called Rivalidad, like, um, Rivalry. Cool. And it's, it's very funny. So they get, like, Antonio Banderas, who's the... He's the big star, the kind of... Uh, not the Leo DiCaprio because he actually does acting but like someone who's the just Antonio like the Antonio Banderas of the movie well no because he actually has you know like deep acting chops but this is a guy who's just like a heartthrob kind of celebrity okay. actor oh like he's like the some kind of like rom-com guy does action films or something it's like if Brad Pitt couldn't act do you know what okay. I mean it was just like I'm trying face. to think of like who doesn't deserve to be Chris Pratt yeah okay so Chris <laughs> but, uh, but you know he's actually got charisma you okay. know in this, this okay guy. so 
Who's not Chris Pratt? Not quite that bad. Not quite that good. In any case, and somewhere between Chris Pratt and 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 Chris Pine. And there's this other Argentinian. I'm trying to think of another Chris. There's too fucking many of them. There's this other Argentinian um, actor who's like the actual real actor, the character actor, and he's like spent his whole life like teaching students. You must search for like this, you know, Stanislavski and truth within yourself and stuff. And so obviously there's this big rivalry between them because they play the two rival brothers in the movie. That's just the premise of it. But in any case, there's this one scene where she's like the director does all this weird stuff because almost all the movie is the prep, not mm-hmm. the shoot, and she's getting them to like go through the movie and so the the big multi-millionaire producer has insisted that his daughter be in the movie and uh the director uh, penelope cruz is trying to get each of them to like kiss the love interest so she set up like a hundred microphones around all like set to high sensitivity or like the game pushed up and the woman's just sitting in the middle of that and then the multi-millionaire producer is there and he's got the headphones on and she's like now i want you to like you know kiss her like this and so Antonio Banderas does it and then he kisses her and stuff and it's like you know it's a movie kiss whatever and then like the actual actor does it and then after that Penelope Cruz is like this guy you can tell this guy's been married to the same woman for 20 years (laughs) and then she's like listen let me show you what I want and then she goes and just starts making out and then they're like on the floor and it's like you can hear all the sloppiness and then like her father is listening through the headphones he just takes them off and he's like Look, I, I have to go to a board meeting. Like, <laughs> it's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. And yet at the same time, you're like, this is like quality lesbian ASMR. Like, it's what, so funny. What was the name of the you film You can hit again? every wrestling official competition. Official competition. That's hilarious. It's also like <laughs> weirdly relevant to my weekend on Please, Monday. Please, go run. on. No, because <laughs> no, I, saw, I saw Hannah Gadsby's show. Um, she was just in Wellington and she also had a joke about basically that I mean more or less a good portion of her show is about being like autistic and unprepared for fame and so she's Mm. like met the director of like Love Actually and a bunch of other (laughs) rom-coms and he was like very kind of graciously he was like oh what's your favourite rom-com she's like I don't like (laughs) rom-coms and he was like oh what is it about you about them that rubs you the wrong way and she's like I don't like how the kissing sounds (laughs) (laughs) fair enough which I thought was great and very straightforward, but also like her delivery on that was was hilarious. That's good. Yeah, that was a good show actually. It was. I know a lot of people don't like her because of the grim stuff, but it was not not a, as the much grim stuff. Oh yeah, um, Nanette and it's quite like a cathartic downer of a of a show. It's not not super funny. Like she's a comedian, but it's like oh, like that guy who did the the, the one where he was inside during lockdown and made it. Oh, uh, Bo Burnham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, kind of like a similar vibe. Um, not, it's not a musical. It's like very differently mm-hmm. presented, but like a similar like haha the darkness. But um, yeah, but the the show that she did was like super lighthearted and about getting engaged to her mm-hmm. her partner, um, and it was extremely funny. <laughs> so check that out. If, I will if you, if you can. If you recommend that. It was um, filmed apparently, so it will come out on some kind of streaming thing at some oh, point. Oh, cool! Not not the one that I saw, but uh, like the, it, it had been filmed the week before, and she was like, "Yeah, this definitely means that this is going to be the best show." <laughs> <laughs> That's why you've got it. They keep for a lot of specials. They just keep taping if you can afford it, because then you'll have like the best version of whatever the joke is and the mm. best audience reaction for each one. Yeah. I used to wonder why in specials there would be like Eddie Murphy in five different costumes throughout it and it would just like cut mm. back and forth and that's kind of the yeah, yeah. no I think they're doing these one these days they are too cheap 
too cheap. Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's just the one. But anyway, what a what a funny lineup of the same <laughs> joke in, yes. in, in some way. Another one that didn't have a lesbian ASMR case that I watched was The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which was also, I suppose, Spanish-related in the sense that they're in Mexico. But it was quite... That was quite a fun movie. It's like... There's a lot of older movies where, like, you can tell what the language of it that it is. Like, um... A lot of Metropolis feels very modern, but then a lot of it feels very old, right? And this one is from the early 40s, I think. And, mm. like, every time... It's kind of interesting, and I noticed this with Robert Bresson's movies as well, because I watched Diary of a Country Priest. It's like every time that they want to show you that time's passing, these days we're very used to just, like, a cut is a cut, and it can mean anything, but they would do mm. dissolves. So if, like, mm. they'll, like, dissolve to something, and then the scene is 30 seconds, and then they dissolve again because it's, like, the next day. Yeah, like, it's kind of funny. I wonder time. why we've, like, lost that particular part of visual language from like most mainstream films well, I, think, I guess all because of them. the french new wave it's, yeah because people got used to the idea that like because it comes obviously the idea at least this is my theory the idea comes from the lights being pulled down in theater and then pushed back up mm. like dissolving that makes sense that way and so people were like oh of course if time passes you've got to show it this way and you have to do it in old movies every time and then eventually they realized that like that you don't gotta people are used to cinema like, it's an mm. art form that is on its own terms and you can just like you can cut between sentences in the middle of us you know <laughs> thing you can do whatever yeah it'd be kind of funny to like try and make a film that's like that feels like it was made ages ago um and pretend it that it's uh yeah like not necessarily like as a con like forgotten like silver, forgotten silver, silver yeah. sort of thing but like kind of like uh annabella's stuff you know but leaning no, into no. it more oh she did like the love witch which is a fantastic I movie i still haven't seen that and i do want to watch it yeah it's really good really visually stunning but also like very heavily taken from like glamour films and stuff like that so like mm-hmm. it looks like it's shot it, like it looks like it's from like the 70s or something like that um it's yeah. kind of like slightly time loose time loose mm, yeah no i get um, that that would be a german word yeah i wish english worked that way <laughs> then i could say whatever i want but yeah it, it's um it, it's like not completely grounded in a particular era like it's not a period film or anything but it, yeah. it looks like it's kind of from the 70s ish but i watched it again recently with one of my flatmates we got to like maybe three quarters of the way through someone pulls out a cell phone and like talks on it and mm. she was like wait what year is this in? <laughs> <laughs> but like all the cars in the background are like modern cars like the yeah. one kind of hero car is like a classic car but it's like a guy who owns a classic car so you don't really like, like think about it or something yeah and then like in the background is all like you're fucking holding or whatever yeah um and then like as soon as you notice it you're like oh we've been in the modern day the whole time mm, yeah <laughs> yeah that's, it reminds me of, um, I'll talk about this afterwards so that we don't end up running over time, but Sex Education, which has like, which like, I sort of enjoyed watching through, but there are a lot of things about the visual language which really irritate me because it's just- The kinda, TV show? Yeah, cheap oh, yeah. nostalgia stuff. Yeah. That baits you the same way that, um, what is it called? Weird objects, sharp things, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. There are a few shows that I haven't seen that have got mm. names. They've got names. Mm. They have titles. Uh, but what did you what did you consume? Uh, I shouldn't have had a coffee directly before this. Yeah, don't ask what you don't want to know. What 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 is what is what this? You make, what like a minister of cabinet? No. Like, what, yeah, I just hoovered up I'm a guy before I came here. Now. <laughs> what did I consume? When? No. What have you watched? What have I watched? I just talked about what I watched. Oh, is that was that your piece? Well, I assumed so. I talked about two things that I watched recently. That's good. Yeah, I could go into more detail about other things that I watched. I watched a, a bit of the new UK drag race. 
Very good. Very yes. high standards. Cheddar Gorgeous is my go-to. <laughs> I don't know. Are you want me to like list every piece of no, media no, I've consumed in the last like however long since we did a podcast? Which is probably too long. But then I will hold forth on sex education. Yeah. The show that like okay, just about the look of it. Like, but it's very much for some bizarre reason, and this is with a lot of a lot of Netflix shows, unfortunately, because I've seen some of them in recent months. <clears throat> is they shoot in not quite scope, but in like two twenty to one ratio, and you're like, why? You, this is for television. Why are you doing shooting it with black bars and then framing people so that the tops of the heads are cut off and shit? Like it's cinematic. Yeah, right. And it's bizarre. But then it's like, have you ever seen Mr. Robot? Uh, y- yes, but not. I've, I've seen like an episode. I've seen in clips the, and the stuff middle of, that. of the season. But do you know the way that they shoot to make him feel very like isolated in the modern world, where they'll shoot Rami mm. Malek and like off to the side in the bottom third of a shot and like very shallow focus so you can't see stuff in there and it like mm. has a very alienating effect right mm. they do stuff like that i noticed like because they switch between two cinematographers and um sex education one of them loves doing that shit for no reason like he'll frame people mm. like too slightly off to the side like promising young woman where it's like a little bit bad and a little bit indie and you're like this doesn't mean anything you're just your sense of composition and framing is bizarre and it doesn't make any sense and, like, the way that they shoot the coverage as well is, like, then they'll cut between, like, back to a wide and then back in and then, like, a closer, closer shot and then back out again a little bit. And then somebody's, like, then, like, Gillian Anderson. Gillian Anderson? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I thought I knew and I didn't. And then there were too many of them. And Gillian now I can't, Anderson. I can't remember who's, who's which one. It's Gillian Jacobs, which means it's Gillian Anderson. Yeah. But the, I wasn't. The, but there's 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 Ms. Welch as well, and then I can't remember what how she fits into the picture. Okay, but I stop naming your children this name that can be two things and yeah, don't and, do that. and encourages fuck ups. But Gillian Anderson, they're like put a huge wide angle lens, get really close, and then shove her off to the side of the shot, and then the whole rest of it because it's like open to fucking t2 or something like that where it's like everything even her air is slightly out of focus and then everything's just blown out so you can't even see the environment you're like why is the rest of the frame blank if you can't even see the environment like Mm. why would you shoot her like off to the absolute edge of the frame and like make it look really close up and get like in the actor's face like Mm. none of this makes sense and none of the lens lengths match either they'll shoot like a super telephoto from one person's side of the conversation then cut to the other and then they're off to the side and you know what's worse about this I'm sorry I'm on a roll is that they've obviously for nostalgia reasons taken lenses from like the 70s and the 80s that the chromatic aberration at the edges is so bad that there's like blue fringing obvious on every fucking thing off to the side it's like unless something is perfectly in the center of the frame it doesn't look quite right mm-hmm. and this is on a digital camera so it's not like fil- you know these lenses weren't made for film emulsion and they've also got worse over time because they're obviously lead glass and they're not anamorphic they're spherical lenses so they've just letterboxed it and cut it off <laughs> they're not made for this and then they frame somebody by putting them off to the side so that like one of their eyes has like weird blue fringing around it <laughs> did you fucking look at your own show did you look at it before you like after you shot it I really really hope that someone who works on that show listens to this podcast whoever the cinematographer is, i don't know if it's you or if it's the director or if it's somebody higher up who said yeah for nostalgia reasons we've got to get like really bad soviet lenses from this time period and like put them on digital cameras where it doesn't make sense for the sensor but whoever is doing that stop and it's happening in so many netflix shows as well for reasons which don't make sense they and the only got one box of lenses because they're cheap <laughs> 
But the reason why they do that. They bought them from a yard sale. That's exactly nostalgic. <laughs> I looked up about the show and like the creator of it was like, yeah, we wanted it to feel timeless. Like they've got cell phones, but everyone's got stuff from the 70s and the 80s because that's when we grew up. And you're like, why? Mm. Why is this the thing for all these shows? I don't know. It's To me, that's tied to the same trend of just doing the same quote unquote IP, a term which I despise, but like intellectual property, right? Blip. You know, it's the same just slop over and over again from like, Star Wars onwards. That's all of visual history. That's it. And nothing new. Are you done? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Dragon Ball? Did you want to talk about yeah. something else? Okay. I tried to stop this from happening, Simon. I did say only Dragon Ball. <laughs> and yet, my best efforts were thwarted by your rants. Okay, let's get into the chapters. We read through chapters 130 to 133. Why don't we talk about them? What's happened up until now? Like, what's happened before these chapters? <laughs> Roughly. What, what, where are we situated at? Where are we at when we when we open the, the episode? Um, there's been there's a fight. There We're is. in the middle of a fight, and um, Goku and that like, woke motherfucker. Uh, that woke <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> With a third eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah the guy yeah. who's, like, sunning his yoni and anus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. What do they call it? Butthole sunning. Perennium sunning. Perennium sunning, yeah. <laughs> Get it right. Go it's <laughs> it's like know. you don't know any hippies. <laughs> I sort of third hand know them. <laughs> that's enough distance that I want. Otherwise, if they get too close, you can kind of smell the smell. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, there's um, Goku and and what's-his-face, um, Tianjin Fan are fighting each other. And that's it. That's all I know. I really... I, my... Mm. my I've been polishing my brain, you know, this whole time, and I've really so just, smooth. It's so smooth. It's like when people. It's like a dragon you know, ball. You know when people get those balls of tinfoil and they like polish those. <laughs> That's what it looks like inside my skull right now. So I genuinely I can't remember what was going on. I know there's a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The strongest under the heavens. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, I know what that is. I just don't remember like last episode because it was like in the middle of like the most stressful time <laughs> of my fucking life. So my my brain just like deleted all that information because it wasn't like super pertinent to the no, situation. Of course. Yeah. No. It's like, will this help me get my car refunded? No. Get rid of it. Purge this info. Goku won't help me to understand the UK Consumer Guarantees Act. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. So there's there's a fight, and this whole all of the chapters are just a fight. This is when yeah. we. St- According to you, start getting into the true Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball form of just fights. Yeah. Uh, with no plot. There are ones that are way worse than this. Well, this is the plot, but there are ones yeah, that are way worse than plot. this. Um, but then there are also parts that aren't. It's not like it's this for the rest of time. But this is the rhythm okay. which made it sell a lot more copies. Right. Which yeah. is also where power escalation starts coming in, you know. Yeah, that that really did come into play in, like, the third one we read today or something. Yeah. Yeah, I started seeing that. I was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> We're going to have to just upgrade to the super devil. Eventually, the small child will bench press a planet, like... Does that actually happen? No, that okay. doesn't actually happen. I wouldn't be surprised, you know? <laughs> it should happen. It's like, you do, like they do some dumb shit, like, when Superman flies backwards around the Earth to reverse time or something like that. I feel like that would be that like a full-on dragon ball thing with his arms you know how he moves his arms goku's several he, arms but what's it got to do with reversing time? no it's the same sort of vibe oh it's the same sort of vibe okay yeah no that makes sense yeah the, the first chapter we read was just kind of like what what even like immediately happened before that i don't remember like what the beats were there have been yeah. some stuff like goku it's sort of been a knocked unconscious but then he wakes up and you know 
Tenshin Han is like, you know, oh, sorry guys, but he's going to be out for a few months. And then Goku wakes up and he's like, oh, you know, like you're pretty strong. I guess I'll use my full combat power instead of just my oh, yeah. best stuff. Playtime's over, big guy. But okay. Goku does what's called the Zanzoken. Did they translate this in yours? No, they didn't translate any of the moves. So I really, I don't know uh, what any of them mean. Yeah, that's like the, a guy will just like shout a word I don't understand and then do something strange, which is like not that different from a rave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just like flashing lights <laughs> this is this bright flashing lights it's very loud someone says something that doesn't make any sense and then starts like r- jumping around flailing their arms um yeah the zanzo can just means like an after image fist or technique if you want to call it that um because first is just a little suffix that you put on the end of something to be like it's a martial arts move right um but yeah the after image technique is a good way of translating that and then Tenshin welcome Han to my after it. fist it does after effects but then the subscription comes up yeah <laughs> no but they they do like this weird double triple bluffing royal flush kind of thing where he's like <laughs> where they tell you your subscription's cancelled and then they like make you pay another seven hundred dollars and and try to get you have to try and get them to refund it that's no that's <laughs> well, that does double. happen no um, you mean where they're where they're pretending to be in a spot that they're not yeah that was that yeah. was very that was very fun and, and then weird he does the thing behind him and then he does the thing behind him and then yeah. it's like Le Chiffre being like, after image technique, Mr. Bond, perhaps your hippo's not as famished as you claim. Like, they're doing, yeah. like, poke hands with each other. He's like, I raise. No, I raise. But you thought that I was doing this, but I'm doing this. And you're like, yeah. okay. I feel like, I don't know if this is um, true to form for, like, the rest of Dragon Ball that this tone keeps going on. I feel like that uh-huh. seems like it's going to be a thing that it is. But it, at some point, like... Like at, like, at what point do you just have a whole fight happens, and then you get to the end, and you're like, ah, but it was all an illusion in my head. Uh, really, I was over here this whole time. That never happens, because Toriyama, at the very least, has the sense of what's unsatisfying for people. So, like, mm. he does bullshit, but the bullshit's always, like, to whatever is fun and satisfying to watch, and he doesn't always right. get it right, but he's not going to pull something like that. Yeah, well, they do They do have, like, ah, it was a bluff, but I bluffed your bluff, but I bluffed your bluff your bluff. That's, like, within a chapter, and it's, like, a funny little... He's playing yeah. it for humor as well okay. at this okay. point. It's okay. not all yeah, serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then Tenshin Han does what will become a classic and i actually i don't love this move but it's like quite a fun one what's called the taioken which is just like sun technique or sun fist where he like throws his hands like he's doing something fab right Mm -hmm. like one hand splayed on the other hand or whatever i don't know which way i wouldn't use that language to describe the gesture that you're doing but i would you describe as i don't i don't know like he looks like he's about to start voguing yeah, so Tenshin Han's in the club and he's like, um, he's kind of doing, it's not jazz hands because he's not shaking them, but it's he like, puts it's one like hand on either side of It's like inward facing jazz hands. Yeah. Yeah, like ja- doing jazz hands with your fingers pointing towards your own face. And he blinds everybody with a flashing light, like yeah. it's a flashbang grenade or something. And then yeah. what happens? Uh, and then he jumps out of the light, he's like, you're blinded now, aren't you? <laughs> and then like goes to punch Goku, but Goku whacks him because he's got sunglasses on. Yes. And he's like, like where did, where did you get those? And he's like, I borrowed them. And then like kind of cuts over to um to the turtle perv, and he's missing his sunglasses. <laughs> and then Kudetin's like, 
you look kind of familiar. Yeah, he's got his his, his Jackie Chun eyes out. There's actually some really funny jokes. <laughs> he's got his Jackie Chun eyes out. In that bit, which I don't know, we're like, you said that some of the translation was not right, and I, I don't know if that was like the translated version of it was quite funny or if it was Well, it depends. No, I mean, OG there were, version. I didn't look at that much of the English one, only to see like uh, where it lines up. But well, um, Kuroden says like, you know, I've never seen you without your glasses. Your eyes look really familiar. And then Toto Pear's like, well, well eyes are pretty common you know <laughs> I don't think that's I don't remember him saying that in the Japanese but then I don't remember every word but then like he's like anyway you funny. should be looking at the fight you're still a young one you still need to learn or something like that and he's yeah. like you know you should be looking don't look at me and he's like okay, okay I just thought that was a funny joke it is quite a funny it's one quite a funny joke yeah lots of people have many people have eyes <laughs> just plenty of people got eyes yeah. what are you don't looking look at me at? look at the fight <laughs> That is good. And this is uh, the payoff of what came in one of the earlier chapters where uh, something happened and then uh, Goku was like, how can the announcer look at that? You know? Yeah. He, he, he didn't know what sunglasses were. Yeah. And they could be like, oh, why sunglasses? Like, wonder, like if he just thought his eyes were like that. <laughs> <laughs> the but announcer's like, just guess, got like spider eyes. I guess it does, it's not that outlandish within this world, but then it, like <laughs> I don't know in the context of Dragon Ball what is weird like this is pretty well established in a podcast it's it like no my ideas about what would be strange in this context <laughs> are definitely not the inhabitants of this world's no. ideas because like you know like a, the, they've got talking animals and shit but they then some, everyone's surprised by a were-ape um, but a man wolf a man wolf we were all surprised by that you've no, heard of the wolf man but I you've don't never think heard anyone was that, that surprised by the man wolf to the degree that they were surprised by Goku being a big evil monkey. Yeah, that's true. Like, being the king that was like, he was like, it's, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe that monsters are real. I've got to go tell my friend Man Wolf. Like, <laughs> what? But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if there were people with just bug eyes around the place. I guess it. it His mother was Shelob. This is canon. Yeah. That's, yeah, there's, a missing, there's a missing like a half very an hour adventurous when, man and a very horny spider Tom Bombadil gets around <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, look there's a missing like 30 minutes from when Frodo wakes up so like I don't know I'm not saying that Jesus. something happened but like Whoa. Sam had been lonely for a long time is all I'm saying hey now <laughs> Sam would never cheat on his Frodo. He would never. (laughs) He would never. He would never. Did I tell you that we were watching The Lord of the Rings a couple of years ago? Because, I don't know, my brother, one of my older brothers, Tim, thinks that it's like a tradition or something. And then my other brother, Johnny, was watching it. And we got to Return of the King. And they're sort of on Mount Doom. And he turns to me and he's like, this movie's pretty gay, right? (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, buddy, it is. I was like, they toned it down for the books. (laughs) They know homo did, and it's still very <laughs> yeah, gay. It's still. <laughs> but I, that, that reminds me of one of my favorite screen caps where there's like Frodo waking up and then like Hugo Weaving's face just interposed <laughs> over it <laughs> with <Frodo>. shocked eyes. <laughs> and so he's like, when I've been out on edibles and my friend comes in to wake me up, like, because <laughs> the pizza guy's here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies are so. He is Peter Jackson's the George Lucas of New Zealand. He just, <laughs> I guess so. Goku has had his sunglasses on and he hands them back to the old timer, I think, or something like that. Or... Yeah. So I, I think he, he really um, whacks Tenshinhan 
when he comes to get him out the out the out the brightness, and he's real embarrassed by that. Like, yeah. I think that's like the I, I I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's like the, that's the first time that's ever happened to me. I'm this is so I embarrassing. Swear. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make you pay. <laughs> yeah, usually is, I can beam, honey. <laughs> it's a very funny panel. It's just the the energy is quite indescribable. Yeah. Um, highly recommend getting it printed Uh, (laughs) there's Goku makes some fun faces with like really wide mouths later on when he's shocked about the arms Uh, yeah Um, but he's by the wall because he's talking to Kudin yeah he's like whacked this guy on the ground and he's like oh yeah you know like he turns his back for a minute and he goes to Mm -hmm. hand the glasses back Um, and he gets like king hit from fucking behind he just gets like sucker punched yeah 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 you know like he's not expecting it and like the glasses shatter and he's like kind of slammed against the wall which breaks as well and he's like dude what the fuck because that was dirty which is a really weird thing because of how much stuff Goku does which is dirty but whatever yeah I think like I, well, you don't usually like go after someone when their back is turned when they're not go- when they're not True, fighting yeah. you like that's that's bad form like there's a difference between being cheeky and just being a dick but I think because very obviously they're like seem to be more evenly matched and Tenshin Han has never really had to face that sort of thing before or not mm. for a long time suddenly Goku starts losing like it'll get they'll come to clash with each other mm. and then he freezes suddenly and Tenshin Han doesn't realize and then he'll like smack Goku across the floor this happens like yeah. three times or something and Goku's like stop doing that and he's like what are you talking about yeah yes and then yes. we cut to the crane hermit, who it turns out is secretly communicating with Chaozu to be like, like, you know, freeze him, hold him in the air, like, you know, yeah. at the right moment. This freaky cheating, little vampire guy is like... Whoa! Chaozu has a beautiful, unrequited Sam Frodo relationship with Tenshin Han. We don't call him a freaky little guy, okay? He is a freaky little guy. He's got he a little is. doll face. He's got he's just got one little hair him. on his head. <laughs> I remember that. I might not remember much, but I remember he's got one freaky little hair on his head. <laughs> he's like slightly less bald could it in. You just want to take tweezers to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, let me just, man's let, a me just let me just get that for you. Twink. <laughs> 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 Which is quite, it's quite fun that they're, well, not fun, I mean, it's unfair, but that they're cheating in, like, this interesting, creative way. Because, like, what's interesting to me about this is that Mm. they sort of don't really play with this. Like, there's this little guy with magic powers, and it never really comes up that much later. It just sort of gets dropped. The part that I did get a little bit lost in is that they are trying to kill Goku for killing Tao Bai Bai, right? Yeah. They are also very subtly influencing the fight so that they can, like, make it appear that he's losing, you know, of the skill of of Tenshin Han. Mm-hmm. But what happens after this is that Tenshin Han realizes that Chaozu is influencing the fight because yeah. Goku is hit to the ground and then he... Um, Chaozu kind of like paralyzes him there I think he's yeah. like kind of twitching on the ground and, and Tenshin Han is like what like what the fuck dude and then he kind of looks up and like realizes and he, he's like telepathically um, <laughs> yeah, this doesn't come up again yeah he, he's he's communicating <laughs> it's not like Chaozu is talking to him like he initiates telepathy yeah, and he's not supposed to have magic powers. I assume that they just kind of had some kind of like mental group chat. <laughs> They've got the boys DM, <laughs> yeah. like warriors against like um, 
Yeah, I didn't really. I, I didn't think mind. about it that hard. I didn't think that he was like beaming a message or anything. I was just like, I, I assume he had just like had that tab open in his brain. Um, but yeah, he, he he's he talks to Charles. And he's like, dude, like, are you are you doing this? Like, what the fuck you doing? He's like, yeah, man, like I'm helping. Um, and and Crane Hermit's like, just kill him. Just fucking, just, just, just murder this little boy. Just do, do, do it. Do some murder. Do some murder. Don't he's like, no, like murder? what? Like <laughs> stop it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to win this fight. And he's like, no, just kill him. And then he's like, stop it. And he, he gets frustrated and shouts out loud. Yes. At Charles, really like quite uh, violently to stop, um, which interrupts the countdown for Goku being knocked out of the the game um, just as he's about to get like disqualified this is it's um, quite fun that obviously the crowd is not in on this telepathy and then he suddenly shouts stop and it's like yeah he's just like watching this like kid twitching on the ground as the guy counts down and then he goes stop um, <laughs> but Crane Hermit like loses his shit and he starts shouting at him to, to kill Goku yeah um which he won't do because he wants to like genuinely win the fight. And he says he's not a murderer, but you know, well, yeah, I guess two chapters earlier, like yeah. my goal is to become an assassin. Yeah, like okay, cool man, you just changed your life goals real zero percent like completion Zuko speedrun arc. Yeah, <laughs> but like like part of his reasoning is that he it wouldn't count as a win if Goku was murdered. Like you can't yes. kill people in this tournament. He wouldn't have won it. Then he'd be disqualified. Yeah. Like, why did they bother trying to kill Goku now anyway? Like, wouldn't it just be easier to, like, have him lose the match Mm -hmm. and then, you know, shank him in an alleyway (laughs) when his guard is down? Because I think Crane Hurt, I mean, Taupai is his brother and he's obviously lost his cool throughout this tournament. He's got, like, progressively further losing it and he obviously has not got stuff together they they discussed a few chapters ago they were like making a plan to do this whole shenanigan true but like why why now are you gonna kill him in the middle of the tournament when it's gonna disqualify your your boy let your boy win let your boy win a tournament do your murders on your off time sweep the leg come on Because I think it's it's partly the top pipe I think, but also that that the turtle I think Crane is very obviously like he and Turtle Hermit have this weird rivalry, and he's very paranoid that Turtle Hermit has somehow got into Tenshin Han's head, and so like this is the decisive oh, moment yeah. in the tournament. Like he might be lost by the end of the tournament already. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, I, that that did kind of go down a little bit, I guess. I mean, like Master Plan as as they go, not great. Um, losing your temper when it's been exposed that you're cheating with magic also not great and then he tries to kill Chaozu yeah <laughs> or he's gonna he, smack him one at least yeah he's like was he like strangling him he does him or say something? he's gonna kill him yeah cause Chaozu rebels as well like Tenshin yeah. Han is like no like let me finish the, the fight like fuck you guys I'm not part of your yellow school your anymore weird DM yeah get out of here um and Crane Hermit kind of turns to Chaozu and it's like well fucking get him you kill him and then Chaozu's like no I want to see I want to see it. who wins like I'm invested in this tournament now like I, I, I kind of Chaozu's been reading I kind of want to know who like who's stronger out of these two they're very evenly matched like let me let me have this one and he's like you know does a whole homicide like why are you little and starts like choking him yeah. out 
Um, and then gets then he gets beamed. Yes. Uh, then Jackie Chan. Sorry. Then Turtle Purr from across uh, from across the ring, <laughs> like comes <laughs> in with a chair. <laughs> no, he he, he kamehamehas him, and then um, yeah. he does like a curved one though. Some people have it curved. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I was, I was curves a little to, to the left. Okay, he's old. The tendon's a little loose. The tendon. The um suspensory ligament. Okay. So that's an actual thing, but don't, don't worry about have it. Have you ever watched Letterkenny? There's a very funny bit in there that I think you would enjoy. Completely unrelated. A specific to this. urology joke. Yes. Or? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a series of them. It's like. Yeah. Um, no, he does. He he. Um, Turtle Perv does a beam that go like zips around. Tension Han and like curves to the left. It curves to the left. It curves a little to the left and it knocks an old man straight on into oblivion. Yeah, he he gets right in. He he hits Crane. <laughs> this is an audio medium and words. I'm talking with my hands right now. I'm being very Italian. It's like oh, a beam in the man. Welcome to the New Zealand Sign Language Podcast. No. And he flies away. It's like a Team Rocket goes. You yeah. Know? This is the weird thing to me is that Ten Shin Han is like, doesn't, kind of doesn't know what comic he's in. So everybody else is mm. in some sense, like some varying levels of funny. And he's always stone faced. And yeah. always like, because then after this happens, after Crane Hermit gets Team Rocketed away in comical fashion, after comically threatening to madcap kill his friend in a really funny way, he's mm. like, huh, but this is the thing. I guess now, like, I never really wanted to be a killer after all and he's like doing this like monologue about how he's like had character development and you're like buddy now i'm on my own your interlocutor is like not your interlocutor your fellow combatant is a monkey boy i don't understand if you know what this is (laughs) that's why he's so insufferable it's a very 16 year old yeah he's such a silly teen it's quite uh, fun. I don't know. I think I'd, I don't think I've mentioned because we haven't done a podcast for a while. I mentioned to you, but not to the listeners. But I've started working, um, like hosting at an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite things is when like real surly teens come in with their families. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> they sort of like mope around the gallery, like. <sighs> <laughs> It's sort of like, you know, it's my job to, like, watch the art and make sure no one touches it and, like, tell people fun facts or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. they're always, like, the the least threatening of all the, the people that you have to watch out for. Because, you know, a kid might get overexcited and touch it. You know, adults get cocky and they think that, like, because they're grown-ups, they're, um, they, they know what they're doing and then yeah. they'll touch things because they're stupid. Um, and didn't actually think about what they were doing. But then, like, those those teenagers at A, like, need no supervision because they have no interest in touching <laughs> anything. And B are just delightful to, like, watch as they, like, kind oh, of slink from room to room. <laughs> Favorite subset of human beings at the moment. We, we, love to, we love to have the rankings of people. Speaking of rankings, we're in a tournament, and yeah, Tenshinhan has this kind of monologue where he realizes that killing people for sport is bad. What segue was that? It was a masterful one, let's not question it. And then we're in chapter 132. I don't remember where the dividing line was for 131, so I'm sorry I didn't flag that, but if you're following along, um, 132 opens, and then it's just If you're following along, why? If you're following along on Audible, um, there's like lots of manly men yelling, and then kind of what happens is Tenshinhan sort of says... Listen, boy, 
They're saying about brains or turtles no more. You may be from the sharks and I'm from the jets, but like, well, let's set that aside and have a threesome with Maria. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the battle that is going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's uh, tension on points at Goku and he's like, Goku, remind me of a West Side Story. <laughs> Um, but then he, he goes, um, <laughs> my notes say, this is between us, our cheeks and God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just two I men remember that enjoying each comic. other with their hands. Um, but Tenshinan sort of, he does this a lot. This happens like five times in this fight, but he promises that his next move will end it. Yeah. <laughs> But my next move will be the one to destroy you. And then David Cronenberg takes over the writing. Mm, does he? Oh, yeah. Hey, it's a Mars back, baby. So what happens? making mouth sounds. His next move is, is real freaky. Charles is kind of on the side, like, calling shots, like, guessing what he, he thinks he's going to do next. And he kind of... He's, He's like, is it this one? Is it this one? Um, and he starts saying sounds, which I assume are translated, or they mean something in Japanese. They, I don't even remember. They don't in English. He just kind of says a bunch of syllables while, like, He's just looking in extremely <laughs> constipated. Um, yeah, Charles became And everyone's, like, really shocked at this, like, you know, this shocking twist of events. <laughs> Like, oh my god, this guy's squatting and making disgusting grunts. What's going to happen? Is it, is it a shit? No, it's a move! Um, and the move is that his his back kind of, like, bulges out in a real freaky way. And yeah, then Ten his, blows his back out. Yeah, yes. Um, and then his skin, like, splits open and, yeah. like, a second pair of arms comes out of his back. So he now has, like, four arms. Like that fucking thing hey, from Ben arms. 10. It is forearms. <laughs> <laughs> There's like someone with glasses, then behind them, just a guy with like forearms. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm thinking about evangelical. Uh, they called him Doctor Octopus. Can you imagine a a a, a, a Benny Hinn <laughs> thing where like his secret is that Charles is telekinetically putting people on the ground. <laughs> What? Do you know who Benny Hinn was? No. It was like one of those faith healer ones who would like oh. knock people over and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Charles is just secretly like knocking people over. I, sh- I could have intuited that from context clues, but I actually tuned out what you were saying just then for some reason. Friends, I want you to hear no night. The Lord has given me force powers to telekinetically knock you to the ground and pleasure your wife. <laughs> Friends of the Lord just want you to know that the devil's doorbell is okay to touch, to ring, if you you do it with your force tele- telepathic powers. <laughs> We're ringing the devil's doorbell tonight. <laughs> it goes bzz, bzz, bzz. As long as you don't use your hands. As long as you don't use your hands, it's a loophole. The Lord knows that your, your telepathic virginity stays intact. <laughs> Friends, I want you here to know tonight. <laughs> Charles who was sticking his ghostly finger up me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> his brain jacked me off. Okay, that's enough of that. And, uh... That's not Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Evangelical Charles who suddenly becomes homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird, because he's a, a gay little vampire. Yeah. And Tenshinhan has four arms, which is also something the Lord gives you if you get enough Thetans. And he... 
how about we just jump into Scientology? Hey, American Protestantism is okay. basically Scientology. Um, and then Goku is like, yeah, well, I can have eight arms. And then he starts swinging his arms really fast. Yeah, I like that. It's a, it's, that's a good amount of stupid for, like, this is kind of slightly horrifying thing, like, body horror almost thing that happens where this guy, like, sprouts more for arms. For real, real. Yeah, like, for real, real. He's got four arms now. And Goku's just like, well, I've got eight. And then he starts, like, just moving his arms so like an octopus so it looks like there's more of them than there are which like people don't notice like i think um was it koreans like wow and like <laughs> yeah they all have reactions yeah although uh, Tur- one, the- he's like oh he grimaces like what the heck yeah and uh, turtle hermit is just like ha it's an optical illusion he's just moving his arms really fast <laughs> like he's real proud of himself for calling that yeah 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 but it is quite funny that Koku does that and then turtle hermit's like not even real <laughs> is it <laughs> Try harder next time. It's not real magic in it. Just like going out to a stream edition and being like, I don't believe you. Yeah, pretty much. Bring my wife back. <laughs> She's not really an half, is she? <laughs> no, I was meaning I like, know you put her legs in the garbage can. English guy's been oh, to divorce court is like asking this, the illusionist magician to bring his kids back. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Man. Uh, divorce court makes fools of us all <laughs> and much like the battlefield that is the courtroom we're at a tournament <laughs> and <laughs> Goku <laughs> you will be shocked and amazed people at the segues that I have for you <laughs> and um, Goku's move is quite good because he's taking the piss out of his combat- fellow combatant at the same time he's like oh yeah well yeah. I can do that and he's just doing a really stupid thing he's like that's not how it works yeah and then he manages to actually overwhelm he actually smacks real good yeah I guess like I mean uh, you, you, you get some new arms you, it's gonna take you a hot minute to <laughs> the right to four arms the right the to four amendment. arms um, it's gonna it's gonna take you a minute to like figure out the controls on that, I guess. Yeah, but, it's inverted controls, so like yeah. Tenshin Han is a scrub who plays with normal. Yeah, now he's got he's using like the was and the arrows for, yeah. just for arms, so you can't walk anymore. Exactly. Um, but Goku just like he becomes a spore creature. <laughs> 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 That's what it did remind me of. I was trying to think of like, like what's a good analog for his. Charles is like form. evolution is not real, and intention has like watch this, <laughs> and then his arms come out. Watch this. Gets a. We were we're bringing the threads back. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down the spore rabbit hole. I, mean, I could. It would take too long. <laughs> too many hours of my life in that game. <sighs> okay. And uh, Dragon Ball is much like Spore because you think that something's like a real big deal and then actually you get later on as you eat more and more other bacteria and then eventually you're like, wow, that was really small after all because the yeah. power escalation. Just like Spore. <sighs> just Dragon like just evolution. Like just like- <laughs> Which Spore is an incredibly great... Illustrate. It's, it's such an educational It's really, it's, a, it's so scientific... You know, every kid should play it, and then they'll know exactly how human beings came to be. Evolution is, like, where there's, like, one creature that just becomes Superman and God, and it's, like, Mm. gets more and more powerful and stronger all the time. Yeah. By eating other stuff, you know? There's a, there's a, um, a, a game called Thrive, which is, like, if you took the cell stage of Spore and you made it incredibly complicated... 
and you have to find all of the different like elements and minerals and shit that are needed for life. Ooh. Um, and I would recommend it if you like microbiology, which I don't good. necessarily assume that you do, but it's quite fun. Oh, yeah. What the fuck were we talking about? This is why I didn't want to talk about no, sports. No, listen, listen, <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand. We, um, I've got notes here, and my notes say... Oh, yeah, I was going to say one of the English translations when Tenshin Han retracts his arms because he gives up on that uh, for a hot minute. Oh, no, but there's, there's, a little, there's a bit of stuff before that happens. I remember now... Okay, please. Because he makes some arms, and Goku's like, ha ha, forearms, and then he attacks him real fast and embarrasses the fuck out of him because he mm-hmm. gets a good hit. Tension Han, like, redoubles his efforts. He's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to get you with me arms, mate. <laughs> um, and he does a bunch of funny moves where, like, I, I think he kind of, like, there's a, bit, there's a bit of back and forth, but he eventually ends up grabbing all of Goku's limbs and just, like, headbutting him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and he's kind of, like, holding him aloft with, like, all of his limbs restrained and Goku's, like, you know... Uh, but then he just like smacks him with his tail and so he gets like a good whack of the tail to the face and yeah. he's like oh fuck I forgot you had a tail <laughs> which I'd like to before? see Donald Trump wiggle his way out of this jam wiggles his way out easily ah alas <laughs> yeah, alas. I'd like to see Goku wiggle his way out <laughs> of this one ah yeah he got he's, he goes he gets him for like a solid second and then Goku gets out of it I think that might have actually happened before the eight arms thing because there was some kind of joke a YouTube atheist thing where it's like <laughs> Monkey Boy owns Chao Zhu on his origins. Mm. Sorry, this joke is getting less funny every time. I mean, it's it's saving saving this from being podcast about me poorly remembering the poorly order of things. The, the, <laughs> listen, I've got notes, and my notes say yeah. There's there's one of the English translations because Tenshin and retracts his arms. This is also kind of funny for other reasons, but he's like. I think the English translation I've got it written down here is like, well, fine. No point in attacking head on anymore. And then like it continues and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's too fast. And I, like, I like, remember that being the yeah. case. And I looked back at the original and it's like, we've been going at it for a while and the odds aren't looking amazing for me either, which is what he says in Japanese. I'm like, you're kind of just ah, making it up. <laughs> yeah. That's like not even a funny spin on it. That's just like, here's what I think he should have said. <laughs> and then Tenshan says, and this is quite funny. Um, for a lot of reasons because Goku's kind of been like every time he ups the stakes Goku kind of embarrasses him and creams him mm. and then event- and the only w- time where he was winning <laughs> shut up <laughs> he is 14 years old the only time <laughs> exactly that- or maybe 15 or something <laughs> like the only time where this happens is because um, Chaozu was like holding him with telekinesis so you know obviously he's not doing that well and then he's like I guess, like, we're pretty evenly matched. And you're like, no, no, you're not. Yeah, nobody. But he does this kind of magnanimous kind of few lines where he's like, I, th- <laughs> I thought I was a big guy. <laughs> For you. How long are you going to laugh at your own joke there, buddy? I'm going to do more Bane stuff now. Um, uh, Bane's okay. always good. Always <laughs> a banger. <laughs> he explodes the ring and he's like, they expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> Mm. Um, so it's quite funny that he says it because obviously like like I th- what he actually means is like y- you know I thought I was a big deal kind of thing but the word that he says taista yeah. like taista is kind of like can quite literally like the, the word tai is like the word for big like the part of the adjective for big as well so mm-hmm. it's like I thought it was a big guy but what he means is like I thought I was hot shit <laughs> but then I met you and then like it turns out that like I haven't been this excited in ages <laughs> oh, you know Jesus. and you're like oh <laughs> why he's so deluded and gay and gay <laughs> <laughs> 
He doesn't know it. <laughs> Geizukoak speedrun. <laughs> there is quite a funny thing where Tenshinhan is like kind of a man going his own way later in the comic. It's so uh, this is quite fun. This it's like rebuffing a, a woman's like, attempts to run there's after. There's a lot him. of that energy about this comic already. <laughs> But he's like, there's a woman who keeps chasing after him and he doesn't realize that she's in love with him. And he's like, no, I'm just going to train in the mountains. Like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and you're like, that's quite a fun little thing. We're like, does I'm he like, know? I can't go to the, the <laughs> movies with you, Karen. I've got to go kick some snails. They're very big snails. They've got titanium shells. You wouldn't get it. God. <laughs> got to sit cross-legged and imagine how I could have, you know, imagine a version of this fight where I beat a little child <laughs> instead of getting embarrassed and then saying, huh, guess we're so evenly mad. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go think about how embarrassing the shit I said was. <laughs> that one thing that everyone saw. Can you imagine, like, because this is public and it's on the world stage, he could, like, if they recorded this, he would be reliving this as 16-year-old remarks forever and ever. Hell. They don't have TV cameras in this. Yeah, but I wonder if the Do announcer is ha- recording something. Like audio wise, yeah. I don't, no, people have cameras, no, but they don't second. do video cameras. They had, didn't they have security cameras in the in the Red Ribbon Tower? Yeah, I think so. So cameras know. exist, and this like well, yeah, they one, do. They absolutely do. There's like news crews and stuff. yeah, and this like one tournament, which is like the biggest martial arts tournament in the entire world, no. which only happens every few years, is not televised. No, it's not the biggest. This is like an under, this is like Fight Club, but not quite. It's like kind okay. of, it's it's the most elite one, but most people don't know about it. It's oh, not it's like, like the, the indie. It's like, this is the like, true one. Like, this yeah. is not uh, the Oscars. This is, this know, is like, like the club beneath the club. Yeah. yeah. I don't know club why club. this is like all club metaphors this time. It's club, club, club. Yeah. The it's, club, club, it's club, club, club. club. <laughs> it's club penguin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crane him. It's like, kill him. And then Han's like, you can't do that. Murder's illegal. <laughs> um, so Tenshin Han for the millionth time warns him that his next move is going to kill Goku. So he'd better move. And then turtle him and knows what he's like. No, it couldn't be. And then yeah. Charles is like, it's the Kikoho, which... I had to look this up because I didn't actually understand what that means. I just know what the, the move is called. But you can't really translate this one. The Kikor part of it is apparently a Chinese word called Qigong. I don't know what the tones are. But it's like people who practice breath control spiritually. Mm. Kind of. Okay. So you can't really translate that. The whole part of it's just like cannon or gun, you know. Okay. Um, but then the Kikor part of it is like yoga i don't know breath control this is my yoga cannon this is my pilates gun (laughs) i guess that makes sense because he breathes and then his energy is focused outside his body and then shoots it like a gun yeah it's about like chi like life energy that's kind of what the key part of it is yeah right Mm. um but then yeah it's just i do want to say before we move on to this bit because this is like the whole big thing but like there's there's the bit just previous to that where he retracts his arms it's pretty disgusting (laughs) it's like extra pair of arms just like like back into his back what you've never seen an uncut man (laughs) (laughs) friends the lord is restoring your foreskins tonight (laughs) tension on is an intactivist (laughs) jesus i'm so so sorry oh man I just had to take. I just had to take a moment of contemplation. That's okay. Quietly meditating on that to, thought. I needed to reset my chakras. I, 
They've been blown out like his back. <laughs> that joke misaligned my chakras. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down these arms. Um, so Tenjinan flies into the air straight up. Oh no, you were going to say something about his retracting. No, arms. that was it. That's <laughs> I've. That's all. That's so, all I got. The end of one thirty-two. Is where Tenjin Han flies straight up into the air, like just lifts himself up like a plank. Yeah, there's like theremin playing or something. It's like the Doctor Who theme on the X Files or something. I was just thinking like a very silly hovering noise, like very Garth Marendi. Garth Marendi? Garth Marendi. I'm Garth Marendi, and this is my cousin, Garth Marendi. That's how names work in my family. Garth Marendi. Garth Marendi. Oh, I have to tell you about my stupid D&D character names. Well, we'll do that afterwards. After. This, is, this yeah. is not one for the podcast. It's too funny. Yeah, and then... I save all my good jokes for when no one's listening. As a yoga canon, it's like... Yeah, yeah uh, Tenshin Han's like, I know people who use Kamehamehas and they're all cowards. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> now I'm thinking of Garth Marendi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch is panicked. That'll be your ass for grass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the mossy cliffs, sacred. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm we sorry. Gotta, we can't just make in, can't just like inside jokes about a show that no, probably possibly no one else has watched who listens to this. Uh, it's, a, it's got a cult following. Um. So anyway, he rises up into the air and then he's he warns Koku for the millionth time. This next move's gonna kill you. And then it's the final chapter that we read, one thirty-three. And then I all I don't really have notes for this one. I'm just like the move's pretty cool. The move is pretty cool. There's a lot of like lead up to it which is just like he's like I'm gonna do it and everyone's like don't do it and he's like I'm gonna do it and Goku's like do it and he's like I'm gonna do it and everyone's like don't do it he'll die everyone's like try not to come and he's like I'll I'm- pay the rent um, um, but this uh, it's turtle, mostly turtle hermit warning Goku to get out the way because there's no way he could possibly yeah, like, survive bitch, it. There's like a little bit of like explanatory, like expository game move predicting or whatever, yeah. where he's like, he's gonna focus all of his key outside of his body. Usually it's fatal because it will just drain you and burn up all your energy and then you die. Um, and he's like, but I'll survive because I am that guy. What happened to him? Kikoho pussy. <laughs> Kikosi. What? Kikosi, I don't know. You can't just say Kikosi. <laughs> Kikosi. <laughs> what happened to Ten? That gorilla grip Kikosi. Oh, God. And then okay. it like, gets tighter as he's looking through no. the hole. No, okay. But the thing is, the, the concept of the move is that he's like not using just his key in the sense of like the energy that you have every day. It's like his lifespan force. Yeah, he's going to like burn up his life force to make a big beam. It's so usually it like kind you, of like a... But he's young, so... A karate suicide bomb. Yeah. But he's like also hovering very high in the air and he's like, I'm just going to conserve some of my energy so that I can finish this fight just in case. Which is like he's learned. He's mm. not assuming that this is going to kill Goku. He's also like very confident which I guess makes sense because he's 16 and like if you told a 16 year old they could focus all their energy outside their body and use it to make a beam they'd be like fuck yeah I'll do that I'm definitely not gonna die um so he he kind of goes yeah, what is he it. gonna do talk to girls yeah and Goku's just like staring straight up you know not moving not dodging everyone's just, like shouting at him to get out the way I kind of liked the process for this one because he yes. like 
makes like a little circle it's what I like with to his call hands. Naruto shit. Yeah, and he's like looking through the this like shape he's made in his hands, which is just around the arena, and he's because he's like focusing it to like just go at the bit that he's yeah. he's looking at. Sniping with a beam. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I, I, I like the Naruto shit. It is. It is cool. He does, like, hand stuff. Yeah, he yeah. does hand stuff. He does. God, he's dreamy. Tenjin doesn't do that much with his forearms, but he'll let you do hand stuff. <laughs> with his forearms? His oh, his forearms. forearms. No, not his forearms. I was like, what are you... What? <laughs> do you know something I don't? He does, like, intercrural <laughs> sex, but with his elbows. <laughs> If you're into no. that. Some people are into knees. Denjinan does it with the he's inside of his into, arms. He's, he's got very specific kinks, this guy. You wouldn't believe That's it. how Japanese sex workers get around it. It's like into thigh sex. They claim that they're doing and stuff. I, I thought with your elbows. No. <laughs> they do it with their elbows. If you ask them Hey, Sonny, you want an elbow job? Enough, they do that. But like, no. It's a technically, quote unquote, prostitution is illegal uh. in Japan. Um, but it's very hard to prove that somebody's done it. And so, like, if somebody bursts and you're like, no, he was just, like, rubbing the inside of my thighs with his penis. Yep, just... Because technically uh, sex is only penis and vagina, so... Ah, good to know these random legal, legal loopholes for Japan. Thank how, you for this yeah, information. Historically, a lot this, of sex workers have done If you that. don't cut this, you're going to look like a huge creep. <laughs> yeah, just, just cut that little snippet. <laughs> because be like, no, not a lot of people are necessarily going to have context for why you might know that. But even though it's technically, like, you know, if you walk around, like, Kyoto's not a big city. I was walking around there and had, like, big women come up and give, like, the business cards and stuff and be like, no, come inside here. But they know, you know, obviously enough. Did you come inside there? <laughs> Did I come inside? <laughs> Um, I managed to avoid them, but like the Australian guy that we were with <laughs> didn't God. see that they were coming. I managed to avoid <laughs> the prostitutes. My it's, my chastity was preserved. Once again, I have successfully managed to avoid, avoid having sex with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Charles would be like... <laughs> Another win for me. Another win for me. No, but like, I don't know. A student doesn't have that much money, all right. Um, so... That's, yeah, yeah, but that's good reason. Very obviously, you could see, you know, that they were like, you know, advertising to people on the street and stuff. And so we sort of walked around because, like, it's you don't want people hawking your wares. It's annoying and stuff. Um, but then our Australian friend just kept going straight and was like not looking anywhere. And then like the, you know, a bunch of them came up to him and he was like, "What?" And like didn't understand. I was like reading the business. He said, like, "Oh, you're prostitutes." Like that. So, like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "No, no, no." Like you can't say, you know, sort of thing. So and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, I get it." Like this. And then he just walks on, and we're like. Dude, did you not realize? Like, I think he just said in his dominance of your friend group there, like just not giving a fuck. He's like, oh, cool, yeah, right. <laughs> like, keeps going. That's that's one confident guy. <laughs> very absent-mindedly, just walking straight, walking very straight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, Tenshin Han does. <laughs> he hands out his business card. No, he he blows up just the arena it's like mm. a square black hole yeah right deep into the earth um hey yeah he does like it's, it's like a, a beam it's less of a beam and more of like a concentrated atom bomb it's the ribena of beams the ribena of beams concentrated uh oh okay vitamin c <laughs> d whatever new murder by concentrate murder by concentrate get a new in the pack results may vary because goku turns out it's way up in the air because he jumped super duper duper high yeah and well so wait, a, wait a, to present the climax of the do we really jump. have to say everyone do, doesn't know where he is yeah not really i also my brain's just like you know when you get a record and it's just like skipping on one bit it's like dun, 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 
That's what that's what's happening right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you feel free to expose what happens before. I that can't. Point. I've got no. <laughs> I've got no brain. Make a joke quickly. So what happens? It's revealed is that I suck at this. All I've got is shit about like tension harm penetrating the earth, and so it's boring. It's okay. boring. We already and did too many sex and jokes. Crass. You and can't. That's not what this family-friendly podcast is about. We're only only seventy percent sex jokes. Oh, did I tell you that I'm a misogynist? I mean, it was pretty clear. <laughs> you don't have to come out to me, Simon. I'm coming out as a no. The other day, I was like, because you know, like, I've had a long-standing thing about like signs on my room that say like out respecting women and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to enter my misogyny arc or something like that. And then I very quickly gave up on that. I'm glad to hear it. I'm <laughs> glad to hear it. It's always nice to you know explore new things. <laughs> I took up a new hobby. But I think if your hobby was misogyny, I would, uh, it would, something, some, someone's gotta go. I'm not particularly good at it. But Do you want to elaborate on how that went down? On how my car- no, because like everybody loves a redemption arc. What Nobody did you, what did you try? You know, what, what was your, your experience of misogyny? I just told people that I was doing my misogyny arc and then never really did it. Okay. I just, was just it was sort very of like, performative yeah, of you. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was virtuous. I was vice Performative misogynist i was vice signaling to people and i was mm. like no, i'm trying to think did i actually do anything i don't remember actually try harder nothing really time. happened next time i will no i've done that hobby i'm going through my misandry arc next okay um and hoping to get really good at it okay yeah put, put a little more effort in <laughs> put a little more gumption into it yeah you said to tell a joke and then i didn't <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. You know, sometimes you are the joke. Somebody's going to snip the little bit that says, like, did I tell you that? <laughs> in any Just case, put it into the some five beats. <laughs> did I tell you that I'm a it's like when i did that with um i'm the world's most dangerous predator and then oh, I yeah. um in any case the end of this is that yeah goku is in the air and everyone's like where is he and, blah, 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 and the announcer's like he's look up there and the announcer has these really cool future binoculars which i quite liked mm. like hoth binoculars kind of mm. hoth binoculars and he's looking up in the air and then goku's like that and then i can't remember if tension announces it right here or maybe in the next chapter that i'm remembering from a long time ago but he basically is like you feel like you can only lose air and then i can fly or whatever no yeah this is it in that um yeah. they goku's jumped super super high and yeah. then they're both like actively falling but also having a conversation despite the fact that they wouldn't be able to hear each other and also like this takes a really long time for them to fall um but they like while they're falling through the air Tension Han, who for some reason is keeping pace with Goku falling downwards. So they can have a conversation. Just just to be polite, you know. He's like, well, I can fly, and you're just eventually going to fall into this black pit that I've created where the arena used to be, and then you'll die. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! And Goku's like, well, no, actually, my final attack will be the one to destroy you. And then he goes to do a Kamehameha, which is like, you know, cool. Mm. Tension Han's not impressed. He's like... Kamehameha, did you just see what I did? I just destroyed the arena and you're going to tackle me with a Kamehameha. <laughs> I just drew my energy out of my body. <laughs> you fool. Um, and Goku powers up and still yeah. hasn't hit the ground somehow uh, and does a whole beam and like there's like, a lot of cutaways to people on the ground being I like he's still... gonna do a kamehameha but tension han is immune to kamehamehas and then like goku says something about him like not having enough energy now that he's like depleted his key which is like you know that is that is, it is what it is yeah but then he 
as he's about to like fire his beam, he like spins around midair and fires it like the opposite direction, and then the that's the end of the chapter. It is. It's the end of the chapter. That's all we got. That's all she wrote. So, do we have any dragon that's all predictions? Our queen Toriyama queen. wrote down with her beautiful quill pencil. <laughs> I don't know why it's a pencil if it's a quill. Didn't even use ink. It just stayed on the page. True icon. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, Toriyama's executive realness aside. um, Executive realness. (laughs) Toriyama's serving cunt. Um, (laughs) Do we have any dragon predictions? I don't know. No, I, uh, you know what I think I think that Goku is going to latch on to Tenjin Han and ride him like a surfboard okay <laughs> and then he'll hit the ground first and technically Goku won't have lost oh, <laughs> just grinding him into the oh, okay well <laughs> that's been a dragon prediction I like that I kind of meant that literally and it just immediately became filthy this is just like the energy of this podcast now he's like the silver server but the Flesh surfer. Mm. <laughs> yes, that's what they call me in all the clubs. They call me the flesh surfer. They call me the flesh surfer. Did you know that there's a porn parody of Flash Gordon called Flesh Gordon? I think we should go. <laughs> and watch it. And I think we should leave. Yeah, I think we should. We've got to go and watch this right now. We need to leave know, right now. I did know that, actually. But Flash Gordon is basically a porn anyway, just without the Yeah, sex. that's why I'm like... I'm new, I, I, I want to know... I can't like, get any worse. What do they change? Because there's a, there's a trailer for it on YouTube that someone, someone showed me as a joke. And it it's there's no like porn in it. It... Like, it's just, like, weird, like, knockoff Flash Gordon adventures with, like, weird aliens and shit. And everyone's like, Flash Gordon! <laughs> but it's like... Flash Gordon has scenes, like, the love interest sits in his lap when he's in a spaceship because they've only got one seat. And he's like, wow, this girl's really turning me on. And she's telepathic so she can read his mind. And he's like, oh, did I say that aloud in my head? I don't remember it's that. It's got stuff like this all the time. <laughs> also, he defeats... Uh, the main big bad by like playing football because he's a linebacker anyway I do remember that look what a silly listen. movie <laughs> and what a sillier version of a silly movie and that was Flesh Gordon was the silver age so what we're gonna do is we've brought it back around and it's time to see you see you later do we have any sign offs anything you'd like the people to know anything I'd like the people to know yeah not really I need to go pee Real bad. Uh, I think the people really need to know that. <laughs> I think that. they needed to know that. Hey, everyone. Simon needs to pee. <laughs> really Thank you for listening. This podcast takes us so long because we make so many <laughs> dumb jokes that by the end of it, we're just like busting for a piss. <laughs> make sure, everybody make sure that you clean under your arms tonight and um, your, your forearms. Why? Arms. Did something happen? <laughs> when you retract, retract your arms and then clean under there and like, and a very good evening indeed. <laughs>
Oh, did I tell you that I'm a misogynist? (laughs) 